Hi, in today's episode, we're going to talk about triggers, about those moments in your relationship that just derail you and your partner. We're going to help you understand why it's so important to identify them and identify the reactions you have with them so that you can actually feel more in control during difficult moments. Yeah, and Tara and I are going to go through this exercise ourselves. We're going to share our own personal triggers and have a few vulnerable moments of, of what happens between the two of us in helping you get better at navigating conflict in a healthy way. Hello, and welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. My name is EJ Kerwin. And I'm Tara Kerwin. And we are two licensed therapists. We are owners of a couples counseling facility in Tucson, Arizona. Obviously, we're podcasters, and we are relationship specialists. And we love doing our podcast, teaching, giving resources to couples to make their relationships better. And today's episode, it's a good one, identifying triggers. Oh, that word trigger, 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 trigger. <laughs> we hear it a lot. It's about identifying triggers, and it's a very important concept. Triggers are the things that set us off. They are the things that are the origin point oftentimes for where our relationship, our communication breaks down. And if you understand your triggers better, then you have a much higher likelihood to resolve conflict in a much healthier way. Yes, because when we don't understand our triggers, something will happen and it feels like an explosion and then it keeps happening over and over again. And so this is one of the lessons we take all of our couples through it's called identifying triggers. And I kind of have like this little paragraph written to really do that psychoeducation for couples before we get into the pieces of what our, our triggers are. And it states this, individuals all have emotional reactions, aka triggers in their environment. Some of your triggers feel small while others can feel overwhelming. The goal of this exercise, and EJ and I are going to be going through it to really help you guys get that kind of framework of what it looks like, is to identify the triggers that create or escalate the conflict. For example, one partner looks at their phone during a conversation and the triggered partner feels angry, irritated, and tense. Instead of the trigger partner calmly asking for attention, they snap at their partner, creating more distance and disconnection between the two. Their need goes unmet in that moment because the trigger makes another obstacle. And then imagine this repeatedly happening over the years in a relationship. And this is what ultimately erodes emotional and physical intimacy. And oh, do we see it a lot in so many of the couples that we work with and within our own relationship. That is true. And I think, you know, one of the really important things to, in a general sense to talk about triggers is that we are going to identify these triggers and you want to identify your triggers in your relationship, not to get the other person to stop triggering you, right? Wouldn't life be grand? Yeah, it'd be wonderful <laughs> if tarot could somehow extinct every single behavior and every single tone of voice and every single you know body posture she has so I am never triggered, but that's an unrealistic expectation. It's also really disempowering for me, right? Is because- if I understand my triggers better, then I'm empowered to react differently, communicate with Tara in a much healthier way about them. 
and have more, you know, connecting conversations in difficult moments. So we're identifying these triggers so you as an individual that is triggered can become more empowered in your response. Not only that, but to me, when we understand our triggers at an individual level, because so much of this goes to early childhood, like we get to learn so much about ourselves. I say triggers, anything that's happening in your body that's reactivity, that is information that we can process to grow, to be that best version of ourselves. So this is like, again, when people are triggered, I'm like, awesome, like, let's grow. Yes. And what Tara said is that's so important. She was talking about, you know, that oftentimes these triggers stem from either earlier in their relationship or way earlier in your childhood, in your early adulthood, right? And the other concept that's super important about triggers is that we want to look at triggers as an external stimulus. It's something that happens outside of us. It's it's the environment. It's something, some interaction that I have with Tara. And for the most part, all of those external stimulus are neutral until I assign value to them. And my assigning of value to them is where I take off into habitual, oftentimes negative patterns of behavior. And so that's hard because couples most of the time when they come in to us are just like, hey, if she would stop doing that, then we'd be cool. Then we'd be okay. So please figure out a way to get her to stop doing that. And then everything will be okay. We know that's not effective way to address the, you know, triggers. So again, just exploring what our triggers are, it really builds resilience within the individual. And like you said, EJ, the word empowerment, instead of something totally taking control of us, we get to take control of it. And now we have a choice to react instead of just not having any kind of choice. And so how we take couples through this is we actually, you know, we have two sides. It's like, okay, identify the trigger and what's the reactions to the trigger. And they kind of do this like individually and then we come back and talk about it. And the biggest thing is like when we're talking about our triggers and a reactivity, that the other person's listening, that other person's not saying, why would that trigger you? That's just stupid. Like, no, 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 no. This is all about, I'm going to share with you, it's vulnerable, what triggers me about you. And this might not be easy to hear, but this is my step. And I'm telling you right now that I'm willing to work on this, but this is the trigger. So you have to be really aware to just be heart with ears, I like to say, or I think that was, I don't know, some author I read, Michael Singer to be ready and able to hear this because it is for the sake of growth for that person and for the relationship. Yeah, And also, isn't that the position we want to be in our relationship that I understand what triggers Tara, I understand her reactions to it. And through this process, I begin to become more supportive in those moments and less like, why is she acting that way? Like, what's her problem? Right. And this is, again- I never think that. I never think, what's your problem? (laughs) And we'll have another episode on like, wow, okay, going deeper. But today it's really just about identifying the triggers to give some sort of structure to that first part of it. This is actually our first piece in our- communication yeah. series. So. Yeah, we've written down, before the show, we wrote down our triggers. So I'm well, ready to go. I'm going to pull my trigger. So we we just kind of did three. You can do three, you can do 20. 
for the sake of time today, I just wrote down three. EJ, how many did you write down? I wrote down three as well. Okay, perfect. And so do you want to just like do... I think a good way to go about this and and what I think we would recommend couples to do if they're going to do this at home afterwards is go back and forth, is do them one at a time. Because that way there's less of that cumulative feeling of this is my trigger and then this is my trigger. Oh, I like that. This is my trigger, but it's a... It creates okay, like a so lot of balance. We're taking turns. We're taking Aww, turns. Would you like to go first? And I am would I gonna love hear am to I gonna hear first. new things? I think you're I think you're aware of them. I think one one or I think one might crack you up a little bit. Okay. I'm okay. So I'm, I'm gonna curious. start with that one. Oh, again, enter with curiosity. Don't you wanna know what the heck you do that triggers your partner? Because I am sure curious right now. <laughs> okay. All right. So my first trigger that I'm sharing is when you know, I tell you something or you're like, and I'm going to pick something benign, like, you know, oh, the toilet isn't working properly. She'll be like, oh, the toilet isn't working. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, well, I need to like, you know, I need to take the top off and, and fix the floater. And then when Tara says, well, let's ask Randy first, or have you Googled it yet? <laughs> it's, and so it's it's this questioning of my like ability to navigate something or that I'm capable, right? And so my reaction to that, and this is a rare reaction for me compared to other stuff, is that's a moment where I like, I push back. I say something snarky. I make fun of like, oh, well, yeah, like let's go to Google, our best friend, you know, because no, Tara's no. very fond of, of of Googling. And so, yeah, it's just like, it's this like questioning of me when she questions my capability. That's a definite trigger for me. And your reaction is being snarky. And what's the feeling? I push back. I make a snappy comment. I'm sarcastic. The feeling is frustration. The feeling is mistrusted. Okay. It's like, I, I'm trying to find a word for it. It's like this letdown. And that's why I think I push back right away. Is it like, it makes me feel like sad, disappointed. Yeah, and not yeah, and not trusted. Okay, that's important because if couples are going to do this exercise, to make sure you yes have the reaction like I get snarky, I get sarcastic, but assign feelings to that because again, once we get deeper with this, not today. This is just identifying triggers. You'll see why the feelings piece is so important. Okay, yes. my turn. All right. Okay, a trigger is when I see EJ eating the kids' food. <laughs> <laughs> off their plates. And I, my reaction to that is I start to judge. I definitely give you like an evil look, like a little glare. And I definitely feel like I'm being critical. And I start to feel like angry, nervous, and scared. All right. Mm-hmm. Angry, nervous, and scared. Yeah. Again, I could, what I really want to do is go deeper with that, but I know that that's not what we're doing today, but I could tell you why all of those things are true. Well, go, I mean, go a little bit deeper. That's, that's fine. Help me understand. I think because, um, see this, like it's so emotional, but like food was a really, um, rare thing for us when we were younger and we often didn't get to eat. And I think when I see like somebody else taking my kids' foods, I'm afraid that they're not going to be nourished. And I start to feel really scared, like they're not going to get what they need. And I know that's so crazy. It's so irrational, but it's so deep-seated from my own, um, you know, being hungry a lot when we were little. I mean, that's so important for me to know, though, because 
I don't think I get to that place of understanding with it. I think I just, because I mean, I definitely noticed this. I just think I'm being judged and she's looking down at me. And now I have a deeper connection to to the fact that it's like a scarcity thing. That it, that, scarcity, yeah, that's yeah. a good word. And that she adores our children and she wants them to be nourished and she wants them to have things that she didn't have and that in those moments it feels like sort of like a threat to their wellness. Yeah, it has nothing to do with you, but it does. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's really useful for me to know. Yeah, All I'm right. always like love when I cry in a podcast. <laughs> All right, so my next trigger, I'm working like, I feel like I'm working from like least vulnerable to most vulnerable okay. to say. Um, so my second trigger is when I struggle to get your attention. Like that when I when I go to give you a kiss and it just feels like you're smoke, like I can't, I can't get you or I can't give you a hug. Or if I bring something up and you're just like, I can't deal with this right now. And so what happens for me in that triggering moment is I internally just retreat. I just sort of like, it's like, it feels kind of like I get kicked in the stomach. And sometimes I just walk away. It's so uncomfortable that, that and it's sort of like this internally throwing my hands up in the air. I'm like, see? And what I'm feeling is rejected, unimportant, not loved, you know, it's it's rejection, really. I feel I feel rejected in those moments. Okay. Do you yeah. want to go deeper at all, or again, we don't. <sighs> you guys don't have to go deeper when you're doing this exercise because it does. You know, like the next exercise after this piece helps you go deeper. The restructuring technique, but no, I mean, like it's something I'm really working on. It's something I'm I'm definitely talking in my individual therapy about. Is that like I've always felt like I have to fight for people's attention. I've always felt like I have to fight to be valued, like that like my only value is in if I'm doing something or accomplishing something and that just me, just inherently who I am is worthy of your attention, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's it's insecurity, you know? I guess it, it's insecurity for sure. And and me being able to understand that, like A, helps me recognize, like you're not just mad at me. Like it goes so much deeper than that, but also to have compassion for that insecurity and to know like it's really important for me to be very intentional when you are trying to get my attention. Again, not that I can't trigger you because you're doing that work again in your own individual therapy and talking about it with me, but that I can be like, oh, I know that this is really important that I am here and, and give my presence to EJ. Yeah. 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 Thank you. That was yeah. a little more vulnerable. Okay. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, next. You actually might not know this one. All right, I'm curious. See, there's always new things, everybody. It's a constant work of life, our relationship. Um, When you put on your hood. I know I know that, but just recently have I realized that. When you put on your hood of your sweatshirt, when you like just, whether it's we're watching Netflix at night or whatever, but you actually put it over your head, not over your face, just over your head like a normal person does. They wear their hood with their sweatshirt. And how I react is I move away, I start to judge you, and I feel really disconnected, and I feel scared. And I think it reminds me of like, it's like half of you is gone when you put on that sweatshirt hood. Like, I can't see your ears, I can't see your hair, and it kind of goes two inches above your forehead, so I just feel like you're gone. And I think it reminds me of like, you know, the avoidance that we've had in our relationship that you're not there. And I think I just get scared. I mean, that's as much as I, I can understand it now. I'm still working on that one. Yeah, that's that's new to me as well. Like, like, But I've noticed it just in the past couple of weeks. Well, you did say something to me once about this. You kind of came in and we had had like sort of an uncomfortable moment in the kitchen. You came in and we're, I think you asked me, I think you said like, could you please take your hood down? It makes me feel like you're like shutting me off. Yeah. Um, there must be something in my past with like hooded people. I don't know. I'm again for me well, to explore, but yeah, I mean, just you know, it is like uh, it's like being in a cave, I guess. You know, maybe it's it is that like trigger of me kind of caving myself away, which I do sometimes. Well, that and it also reminds me of like when we would have our you know, challenging moments and we didn't have the skills to get through things and you'd be sitting there with your sweatshirt on. I was just like, yeah, just you felt super distant. So emotionally and physically. So that hood represents a physical distance. Yeah. It's also like certain hoodies I wear. <laughs> and there's like, I know like there's certain hoodies. I, 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 I'm like, I'm not wearing this one tonight. That's, uh, that could be problematic. To me, it's any hood right now. It's so. any hood. Yeah. <laughs> it's any hood. Baseball cap's better for whatever reason. All right. I'll pull out okay. the caps. All right. I'm ready. All right. This might, I don't think I've ever told you this one. So, and this, I can be totally succinct where the other ones are a little more, a little more general. When you say the phrase, I'm confused. Hmm. And what I do automatically in that moment is I feel defensive. I feel um, blamed and I withdraw. I feel criticized. And um, yeah, that that's something I'm, really working through and trying to trying to understand like what exactly is going on for me in those moments hmm. but that phrase like i'm confused well that's interesting cuz i'm confused a lot <laughs> <laughs> and i let you know that yeah 
Yeah. I wonder, this is, I'm just like, we're talking about this, right? But I wonder if it's because you're such like a problem solver and because I'm confused, you feel like you might have to like figure it out, but really that's not it at all. I don't know. Yeah. It's what I'm beginning to learn is it's most of the time around like things that we, that either decisions that I've made or it's around like things that are maybe sort of confusing or are sort of complex that I also feel a great level of responsibility in that. And it feels like, I guess I assign value. Again, that's the problem, right? Is all she's saying is I'm confused. I assign the value to it that like you screwed up, you didn't communicate well with me, you confused me. Mm. You were unclear. You were inconsistent. That's the way I, that's the operating system. I run it through. And I feel like automatically I got to be like, okay, well, let me tell you what happened. Let me go back on, on this and tell you exactly. Yeah. And some sometimes you're saying I'm confused when you're in, when you yourself are in a triggered state. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's an important thing in the general sense with people is like oftentimes these triggers happen when the other person is triggered. Simultaneously. And that's where things go downhill quickly. And Mm -hmm. that's why it's so important for you to identify your triggers so that you know it's happening in the event that both of you are triggered at the same time and you guys just don't slide downhill together. Right. And again, we're going to have a follow-up episode around this to what we do after we know our triggers, we understand them better than what. So it just, we didn't want to put too much on everybody today. Okay. All right. I can't wait to hear your third trigger, Tara. Did you already say your three? Mm -hmm. I'm not that bad. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) See, we can't make it about us, but thank you for sharing your triggers, EJ. Mine is when I'm in a heightened emotional state, which again, I like to say to, about myself, I'm high maintenance emotionally because I am just, I feel, I feel everything. Our children feel everything. I'm a feeler. And so when your eyes dart away, they dart away. They, there's like this little like split second where it's, and I call it the deer in the headlights look, but it's for me, it's when you're darting is like that deer in the headlights look. It's not like that thing you would think of like deer in the headlights look. Like you start to dart especially when I'm in a escalated emotional state. I guess I could say it that way. And I start to blame you. I start to yell at you. I start to criticize you. And I feel lonely. I feel like I'm crazy and I feel scared. Again, I know why that happens for me because obviously we've done all the deeper work around our triggers And it really goes back to when you dart away from me, when I'm really scared or I'm in a heightened emotional space, it's like, you're leaving me. You're not there for me. And again, that goes back to my, a lot of trauma. Like I didn't have anyone there to protect me. And so I was probably looking out constantly for like safety and it was never there. And so I the one person I want to give me that safety is you. And when you go away from me like that, I just feel so scared and hopeless, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm totally aware of that and um, very empathetic to it. And I want to stay present for you in those moments. And I want to be a blanket, you know, that's that's consistent. And I get that, like, my eye movement 
um, it creates a fracture in less than a second that we both struggle then to, to come back from. But here's what's important, right? Like you're going to have your own little eye movements or whatever because of your own reactivity, your own triggers, and that has to be okay. I can't expect you to have these soft, beautiful gazes when I'm like anxious or sad or hormonal or whatever. So the more I can work on like, I'm safe, even though EJ's eyes just started, like he's having his own reaction, but like I am safe, right? That's the work I do, which is why identifying your triggers and your reactions to them, again, we'll go deeper in the next episode. It gives me the choice. It doesn't, it's not about EJ. It's like, I get to say like, I am safe actually. I'm an adult now. I'm not stuck in my four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old, 14-year-old body anymore. Like, this is okay. Here is a man who's, yes, starting his eyes because he's probably having his own reaction. But like, I'm an adult now and I am safe. This is okay. Yeah. Empowered. We're going to go back to that word empowered because this is the whole reason why we wanted to do this episode on identifying triggers. Yeah. And an important thing for you when you take this exercise home and give it a shot is when you're listening to your partner's triggers, don't justify it. Like, cause I felt that as like, it's an internal instinct to say like, oh, well, my eyes dart because of this, or how can I be, ex you know, blah, blah, blah. That is not gonna be helpful. Cause then Tara's probably gonna stop opening up in a vulnerable way for me, right? Mm -hmm. And so I have to just sit there and, and you have to sit there and just listen and just be curious mm -hmm. and be thankful that your partner is willing to tell you exactly. what their triggers are. It's not your fault. Can you work on and be aware of that trigger so that, you know, because maybe it isn't, you know, obviously it's not helpful for me to have my attention dart away from her. I can't completely extinct it. You know, but I can become more aware of it, right? And, and I, so, yeah, and I can get better at managing my my triggers too. We're in this together. We are in this together. We become our best selves together. together. Yeah. Yes. And again, that whole thing that's in our lobby. Our partner is our greatest teacher. Be patient for the lessons. This totally brings that in to very clear focus yeah. because we trigger each other all the freaking time. That's a lesson that I've got something there that needs to be understood better and paid attention to. And so this exercise is, is a part of our online program that we have, the Relationship Renovation at Home. It's on our website. It is exercises like this that you and your partner can do together in a structured way that lead to deeper and deeper connection. Mm -hmm. and there's videos, there's, like I said, exercises you can do. It's just an excellent program. If you want a little more than just, you know, hey, listen to this podcast and then talk about it, but have an actual structured way to go through all of these tools. And there's just tons of them that we have to kind of regain that deep connection with your partner. Yeah. So just, <laughs> I'm like thinking about Oh, how do we want to end this? Like, yeah, go make a couple hours this weekend to talk about yeah, talk identify about your, your triggers. triggers and your reactions to the person that you love the most and who also drives you the craziest. But <laughs> yeah. that's what we are encouraging you to do. So <laughs> absolutely, and as always, we uh, we do appreciate. We're so thankful for all of you who are a, are a part of this show and listen to us and and leave comments through our show notes where there's that link to tell us about what's going on in your relationship or give us ideas. So please click that and and, and give us your feedback. 
feedback. We really appreciate your reviews. If you could right after this episode, if you could just, you know, give us your honest feedback as to what you think about it. But yeah, you know, thank you for being a part of this movement, you know, of having the best relationship you can, of being in each other's care, of making our personal life, our couple, our communities better through your relationship. It is brave work, but so worth the emotional risk. So go out there and identify those triggers with each other. And as always, take care of yourself, take care of each other. Your relationship deserves it. Bye-bye. Bye. Me and you just singing on the train. Me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.